Previously on Super Magic Force. With the Winter Night King gone, there was no more need for the wall. Sam the Witcher traveled the long roads back to the Shire. It was Ted Sandyman. Hobbiton's been destroyed. I've heard it was a giant. Seems that Bag End was the giant's primary target. I've got to go. Mr. Baggins, he cried. I'm here, Sam. I'm cursed. Ever since I gave away my uncle's old ring. You go seek the assistance of Carl Sagra in Rivendell. And now... Super Magic Force Wars! Super Magic Force Wars! Fanfiction crossover spectacular. From the quiet forests of Little Earth, to the sprawling cities of the wide world and beyond, to the planets of outer place, the multi-world is a battleground for the dual soul heroes. Each one a combination of two or more fandom favorites fighting to keep the seven stones of aggravation out of the hands of those who would destroy the easel of creativity itself. Written and performed by MJ Maiello and based on the greatest works of our time. Book Two. Tales of Little Earth. Episode 33, A Meeting of Friends. Setting, Little Earth, The Shire, Hobbiton, Bag End. I can't leave, Sam. Not the way I am. Maybe if I had rest, a good long rest. What is it my uncle used to say? He felt like he was a bit of butter melted over too many potatoes or something like that. Just then, there was a creak at the door. Sam the Witcher drew his sword. Who is that now? He had visions of the giant looming outside, and looking down the long tunnel, Sam saw the dark silhouette of a figure against the door. Don't you come one step closer. I'm a deadly warrior, Sam said. What do you want? I want Mr. Baggins. Sam felt a fear, but then the figure cried, Lumos! And there was a bright light on the edge of his wand. The hobbit was wearing a green coat and a yellow waistcoat over a red and gold necktie. He saw to his delight that it was Merry Longbottom, a very welcome sight. Merry! Sam yelled. What has gone on here? I leave the Shire for a couple of semesters and come back to find it all looking like trolls went rampaging through it. Not trolls, Sam said. A giant. You don't say, Mary said, as a large frog leaped out of his waistcoat and was soon slurping up the worms from the wet floor. Oh, that's my new pet, Trevor. He's not a dog wizard. I had them check at the pet store. Before long, the three hobbits had thoroughly discussed all they knew and decided that the giant attack really did have to do with the ring. The treachery of Saruman was now known far and wide, and they hypothesized that he had sent the giant to ensure no one found out he had taken the ring. But if there is still a giant trying to kill me, Mr. Baggins said, then we can't stay here. I don't want to further endanger the Shire any more than I already have. No, Mary said, petting his frog. Well, then why not do as Sam says, and go to Rivendell? You are both right. I will go. I will set off tomorrow morning. Not alone, you're not. We're coming with you, Mr. Baggins. You are? Well, 
I have to be back at Hogwarts by start of term, Mary said. But I could do with a summer walking tour. Oh, it does my heart well to know my friends will be with me. But it sort of feels like there should be four of us going. True, that it does, Mr. Baggins. Don't worry about that, Mary Longbottom said. I know just the Hobbit. Of course, the others said. Fatty Bulger, Mary said enthusiastically. He's quite a homebody, but I think I could convince him to come. Oh, Sam said. I thought you were going to say someone else. Production Notes Man, it tickles my brain to have Trevor slurping up worms at Bag End. Now, you might be wondering, where the hell is Pippin? But we learned in episode 11 that Pippin was accepted to a school in the Wide World. The Wide World, you may remember, is a wide ring that encircles Little Earth, on which there are large cities that correspond to something much more like our technological world. I haven't yet revealed what the nature of that school is, but we will get to it. Eventually. General Disclaimer This is a work of fanfiction, satire, admiration, and love. It is solely for entertainment. I do not own the rights to any of the reference works. This includes, but is not limited to, The Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, The Hobbit, Marvel Comics, The Wheel of Time, The Pelennor series, Game of Thrones, any Disney properties, or Norse mythology. I do not own the rights to any characters portrayed in this series at all, not even a little bit. The creators of these intellectual properties have not endorsed this work, and they almost certainly would not return my phone calls. The Harry Potter series was created by J.K. Rowling and is owned by Warner Brothers. The works of J.R.R. Tolkien are owned by the Tolkien Estate. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Enterprises, Star Wars, and the works of Disney Animation are owned by the Disney Company. The Pelennor series was created by Alison Croggan and published by Candlewick Press in the U.S. The Wheel of Time was created by Robert Jordan and is published by Tor Books in the U.S. Also note, Neil Gaiman, Hayao Miyazaki, George Lucas, Stan Lee, and Chris Claremont are just plain awesome. This podcast is and always will be available for free, and I am not and never will be making any profit from this podcast. All rights of the original intellectual properties belong to their respective owners. Please don't sue me. Later that night, the three hobbits had done quite well for themselves as far as supper was concerned, considering the sorry state of Bag End. But they were able to find, amongst the wreckage of Mr. Baggins' uncle's belongings, a map of the Shire that offered some tantalizing hints of the surrounding countryside. Excellent! That'll do nicely, Sam said, placing a final candlestick to mark a location on the map. What are you doing? Mary asked, looking at the table which had a string tracing on a very convoluted route. Done with the dishes already? Frodo asked, surprised. I thought it would take you several hours once you offered to clear up. Oh, nothing a little charm's work couldn't manage, Mary said. Are you sure you're allowed to use magic when you're not at school, Mary? Sam asked. Of course, but only on Little Earth. I wouldn't want to be one of those sorry saps that have to go back to the wide world and pretend all summer that they don't wield godlike powers. Can you imagine having to put up with annoying relatives for two months and not being able to cast a single Zone of Silence spell? Anyway, what are you working on? Oh, we're just plotting our route out of the Shire, Sam said. What are all those Mathams doing on the map? It's all the inns we'll be staying at. Let's see, there's the Green Dragon, of course, and then the, the Ivy Bush. Isn't that in the wrong direction, Frodo said. Not if we make a really wide turn, Sam said. Then the uh, Floating Log, the Golden Perch. Just went there on my way here. Had a bit of a snack, Sam said. Let's see, the uh, Bridge Inn, the Prancing Pony, the Forsaken Inn. Is that one still in business? Frodo asked. Only one way to find out, Sam said. But I hope it is. I got a gift card for Yule. 
Don't you think all these inns will make for long delays? Frodo asked. Inns make for delays, but shortcuts make for longer ones, Sam said. Uh, I think that's what my gaffer always says. Something like that. Well, Frodo said, I guess we just won't take any shortcuts. That will save us loads of time for inns. Super, Super Magic Force!